Welcome to the Dreadcast. I'm Donovan Dread. In this episode, we're going to hear stories from six different people describing their very odd and strange encounters with the supernatural. But before we get into the stories, check out dreadsarmy.com for daily news of the strange and weird. Now here's the stories. This happened about two weeks ago when I was fishing on my property just outside of a little town in Georgia. My property has been in the family for several generations. I grew up here and been fishing here all my life, and I'll be 70 years old come this October. I know the woods and swamps around here like the back of my hand. We have about 50 acres of land, and one of my favorite fishing spots is a small lake on our property. It's maybe three acres in size. The water comes from an underground spring, so it's fresh water. I go fishing Sunday nights, and I usually take my grandson out with me. But he was out of town this week, so I decided to go by myself. I've been doing this pretty much every weekend for the past 10 years. I started fishing from my canoe, and really wasn't able to catch much, so I went over to one of my favorite spots on the shore where there's a lot of shade from the trees. After about 10 minutes of fishing, I hear this thrashing sound coming from my right. The lake goes back into this little cove where the trees are really dense. It was coming from there. It sounded like an animal thrashing around trying to get through the brush. I thought maybe it was a deer or something caught in those briars. So I walked over through this little trail that we had formed over the years to see what was going on. When I got back there, all was quiet again. But when I started walking around the cove looking for whatever had made that noise, I noticed this strong odor coming from one spot under some bushes near a tree trunk. It smelled like something dead that had been lying out in the sun for several days. That kind of smell can knock you down if you're not expecting it. But this wasn't too bad because there was also a faint odor of musk with it that helped take away some of that sting from the dead smell. I didn't see anything at first because the sun was just starting to set and the brush was pretty thick. But then I noticed something right before I decided to head back. I could see it clearly, but it looked like this giant winged bird eating something. I could half see its body in the back of its head. It had these huge wings that were folded up and looked gray and smooth, and it had its head down like it was eating something, possibly an animal. I have never seen a bird this large before. I yelled at it to see if I could get it to turn around, and when it did, it swung its head around and looked right at me. It had these huge red eyes that almost looked like they were powered by LEDs or something. It was definitely eating something because its beak was covered in blood. It stood up and started shaking its wings as it was making this screaming sound. It was terrifying. It reminded me something right out of a Jurassic World movie because I just recently took my grandson to see the latest movie about a month ago. In all my years, I've never seen something like this. When it stood up, it had to be at least as tall as I was. I slowly started walking backwards from on the trail to my ATV I had parked on the shoreline. As I started backing away, this thing turned around and kept on eating whatever it was eating. I finally got to my ATV and drove back to the house. My wife was in the kitchen when I got home, and I told her what had happened. I wanted to do something, but I just didn't know what to do. I wasn't going back down there because now it was starting to get dark. 
and I'm not going to call animal control and tell them that I just saw a dinosaur. We live in a small town and word gets around real quick. I don't want it getting out that I'm some crazy old man. I found your channel because I started researching the internet after I had this encounter and I was trying to figure out what I saw. I still don't know what it is because it doesn't quite match anything out there exactly. Maybe someone out there who has seen this will come forward. Thanks for your time. I was about 14 years old when I had my first encounter. It was the summer of 1976 and my family had just moved to a new house in the country outside of Granite Falls, Minnesota. My dad had just started a new job at the paper mill and we were getting settled into our new home. The house was situated on several acres of land that backed up to thick woods. We didn't have any neighbors yet as everyone lived further down the road towards town. One night, sometime around 10 p.m., I was awakened by some strange noises coming from outside my bedroom window. At first, I thought it might be kids goofing off, but what I heard next sent chills down my spine. There were these very loud screams coming from the woods behind our house. They sounded like they came from something much larger than a person. These screams lasted for about five minutes, then stopped abruptly. After listening for a few moments, I realized that whatever it was has got to be standing outside my bedroom window, which faced the backyard and the woods. A few moments later, there were sounds again coming from right outside my window. This time, it sounded like something was being thrown against the wall of my bedroom. I could hear things being thrown and hitting the side of the house as well. My brother, who was sleeping in the next room, woke up at all the commotion and came into my room to see what was going on. We both sat in my bed trying to figure out what was happening when we heard a loud thud right outside my window. We quickly turned on our lamp and looked over at the window just in time to see a dark figure moving away from our window towards the back of the house. The figure was moving so fast we both were scared out of our minds, but also curious about what we had just seen. Now, my brother and I were quite the daredevils back then. So after a few moments, we decided to go outside and try to find some clues as to what might have been responsible for all the strange noises and exactly what that dark figure was. When we opened our front door, there were no lights on inside or outside of our home, which made things even more creepy than they already were. We slowly walked down off of our front porch towards the back of the house. We walked around the side of the house and noticed that there were these large footprints in the soft dirt where we had been planning a patio for our new home. The prints were much larger than anything I've ever seen before. These footprints were huge. We followed the tracks down towards the woods behind our house, only to have them disappear once they reached an area covered in dry leaves. We decided it was probably best to go inside because it was getting late. We also didn't have any weapons on us to defend ourselves. After going back inside, I went into my bedroom and turned on my light, just as I heard another loud scream coming from the woods behind our house. The next morning, I told my mom about everything that had happened during the night. She thought maybe someone might have been messing around with us, but quickly changed her mind after seeing the large footprints outside of our window. 
We all agreed that whatever it was must have been much larger than a person. A few nights later, my brother and I decided to go outside after everyone had gone to bed to see if we could hear anything unusual going on around our house. We were determined to see whatever this creature was. We walked out onto our front porch and sat down on the steps leading up to the porch. It was very quiet except for the sounds of animals in the woods around us. After a few moments, we heard a noise coming from the woods behind our house. It sounded like something large moving through the underbrush towards our house. That's when we saw it. This large hairy figure coming from out of the woods swaying back and forth as it walked towards our house. We both immediately jumped and went inside, and I started yelling for my parents. They came running downstairs and asked us what is going on. We told them that there was a large hairy man that came out of the woods. My dad turned on the back porch light and saw something walking back into the woods. I asked him, did you see it, Dad? His face turned white as a ghost. All he said to us is, you kids need to get into bed. Come on, go upstairs. I mentioned it to my dad since, but he always changes the subject. My brother and I know we saw Bigfoot that night. I've been ordered not to share this story since it involves law enforcement and also because no one would ever believe it. So now I'm butchering my credibility by not telling you where I'm from or where this took place, but that's okay. I feel like the exposure of this story is more important than anything else, so I'm okay keeping things anonymous. I was off duty and driving through a residential neighborhood, because why not? Things happen in broad daylight in places that could easily be next door, so I made a pass through your average suburbia. There was this three-story house that seemed to have a cul-de-sac all to itself, and no sooner had I passed it, I heard gunshots and screaming. I mentally patted myself on the back for deciding to turn through here. I got out and charged the door with my service pistol drawn. I crashed through the front door and yelled that the police were on premises. The house had no answer. This bothered me. Things just don't go from zero to 100, then right back to zero. I did a full sweep of the lower level of the house, all while calling out warning signs to any perpetrators. The ground level was empty. I went up the first flight of steps I could find, and there was a swath of blood all along the white carpet that led from one room to another. I picked a direction and followed. My choice brought me to where things had started, a bedroom where there were apparent bullet holes in the wall with blood spattering so somebody had landed their rounds. Also, a bed that was not only bathed in blood, but shredded up in ways that shouldn't have been possible. I sized it up to somebody that had fired shots in self-defense, but their attacker wasn't stopped, and they must have had a machete or something, because the level of violence displayed on this bed was ridiculous. This wasn't just a war, this was a massacre. Something heinous happened. So I continued to follow the trail of blood in the opposite way. It led to a very strange oddity. A closed-up stairwell that went into the basement down below. I wouldn't have found it on the ground floor. It was accessible only from the basement and from the second story. I had never heard of a house having this, or ever seen any sort of construction like this before. 
but I digress. The trail of blood went down the carpeted steps, down into the basement where the lights were off. So I gripped my gun tightly and slowly made my descent. I steeled myself and proceeded, changing my tactics to being quiet. Anybody that makes this big of a mess had to be some type of serial killer or something, so I shouldn't take my chances. Of course, what are the chances that this would all happen when I was off duty, and I just got to be part of it? The basement looked to be mostly a man cave, and down there I saw signs of another struggle when I flicked on the lights. Well, they didn't stay on for very long. I heard a flick from somewhere else and they went off. I tried the same light switch and the lights came back on. And again, they went off. I yelled that I knew they were down there and they needed to stop playing games. What happened next was so fast to this day I still doubt my own memory. It was too bizarre, too strange. I flicked on the lights for the third time and charged my way into the basement as silently as possible, keeping my weapon ready and drawn. I wanted to catch where the sound of the other switch was coming from, and I found it. I honed in on it. I produced my tactical light and told whoever was in the cone of the light to freeze. Clutching a bloody and mutilated body was simply a monster straight out of the nightmares of any person. It was a wolf with long legs and long arms and blood-matted fur all around its face. But this wasn't just a wolf. It was standing upright like that of a man. It even had the body and length of a man and the chest and arms and the shoulders. This was basically a muscle-bound man covered in thick-matted fur with an extremely large head of a wolf. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. This was like out of a horror movie. It stood so tall that the ceiling forced it to hunch over. I emptied my entire magazine into it. It dropped the body and almost danced around the room, swatting at the bullets like they were flies. Even though I knew I hit this thing, somehow I lost sight of it in the darkness. Even though I knew I hit this thing, somehow I lost sight of it in the darkness. It escaped the cone of light from my tactical light. I had no idea where it had gone and it was gone. I did a double check of the room. Every nook and cranny was scoured through and covered, but I never saw any trace of it or where it could have gone. I even checked back upstairs. Even though it would have been impossible to get up there without me knowing, I never found it. I had the coroner show up, and they took the bodies away. The thing had killed four people inside the house and was taking them to the basement. I waited for the story to drop, but it never did. When I asked about it, I was told that I would keep my mouth shut if I wanted to keep my job and not be persecuted, among other heinous things. I'm sorry, but I have to tell somebody. The case was kept very, very quiet, and in fact, even the family was told by other family members that the people died under mysterious circumstances. Not even so much as an animal attack. It was unusual. I believe the higher-ups knew something that I didn't, because when I tried to explain to them what I saw, I was quickly dismissed and threatened with lots of horrible things. That's my story. Hi, Donovan. I used to work for the government, and I can tell you that some of the creatures that you speak about do in fact exist. 
We actually go to great lengths to hide certain creations, genetic experiments, and other things that I can't fully go into here. I can tell you that there are things out there that we have created, but they are not what people think. There is a lot more to the story than most people will ever know. I can tell you that I've seen them with my own eyes. Some are not as big as people make them out to be. I can also tell you that the government has been working on mind control for decades now, and it's getting better all of the time. We've had great success with animals, especially in the Canidae family. I am telling you this because some of the accounts that you read were probably a result of a mind control experiment gone wrong, or maybe even right. The government has been doing this for years, and they keep it under wraps very well. What happens is sometimes these animals, or should I say experiments, get loose and cause havoc in society. So they need to be dealt with in order to protect the public from harm and injury. Some of these animals are basically large dogs with an attitude problem due to their genetic manipulation, which gives them human-like attributes such as advanced reasoning skills. They can also be very aggressive and dangerous. I know this all sounds crazy, but I'm telling you the truth. I have seen them with my own eyes, and so have many other workers who work for the government. We keep it under wraps because we don't want the public to panic or fear these creatures. They're just doing what they were created to do. I'm telling you this because I know that you're interested in the truth and not some made-up story. However, there will be people who doubt this, which is why I can send this to you because it can easily be passed off as some type of conspiracy and nothing is ever looked into or researched. When I say research, I'm not talking about what you can find on a Google search. That's almost laughable. There are resources on the dark web that outline some of the things that exist. I say some because no one truly knows, or shall I say, has been exposed to all of the experiments that the government has done over the years. But I must warn you and others not to throw caution to the wind and just start exploring the dark web for answers. Unless you are highly skilled and know how to navigate it, just consider yourself fully exposed and possibly hacked the second you enter. You can research that on your own time. I can't go into great details because honestly I could write a novel about all of the things that I've witnessed. However, I will share with you one experiment that was conducted in the early 90s. It was a mind control experiment that went horribly wrong with a silverback gorilla. The gorilla was a massive animal and the government wanted to see if they could control its mind. They were successful in doing so at first. We were able to give it advanced instructions and it would perform very detailed tactical maneuvers. However, the experiment ended up going south. We lost control of the gorilla and it killed two scientists and four security personnel. This all took place in an unknown location in the Congo. The gorilla escaped and we were ordered to find it and tranquilize it. I was part of the team that went out to find it. We were able to capture it before it went into a small village. God knows what would have happened if we didn't get there in time. We tranquilized it and placed it into a large crate. We were told to take it to a facility out in the middle of nowhere, and that's exactly what we did. 
We took the gorilla to this facility and they began working on regaining control of its mind. They were able to do so, but the gorilla was very aggressive towards everyone, so they eventually had to shut the project down. The gorilla was eventually put down because it couldn't be trusted. I'm telling you this story because I want you to know that some of the things you read about are true. I know some will call me crazy and say it's just a hoax, but it's not. I'm telling you the truth. And if you ever get the chance to go out into the Congo and find this facility, do so. It's still there, and they have since moved on to other experiments with animals. They are very successful in manipulating their minds. However, it doesn't always go as planned, which is why we end up having to deal with them from time to time. Most of the stories that I listen to or read about people seeing unexplained stuff happened to them a long time ago. While I don't doubt their credence, this particular story happened to me only a few weeks back. I'm not 100% sure exactly what I saw because I enjoy reading about this stuff. My brain just went there rather fast, then searching for a logical explanation. However, I'm pretty certain that what I saw was a dogman. I was driving back from work one evening down a road that I use every single day. That's when I noticed this dark figure not too far off in front of me. Whatever it was seemed kind of slumped over, and to be honest, my first thought was that it was some type of bear. Although I've never seen a bear here ever, there are bears in my county, so it wasn't too much of a stretch, and this thing appeared to be pretty big despite looking like it was crouched down. I wasn't exactly afraid, but definitely cautious. I moved the car over a little because there wasn't any traffic on the road and then I slowed down not to spook whatever it was. As I got closer, I could see that it was indeed crouching down, but it almost seemed to be kneeling, as if its arms were folded in front of it. I'm sure that sounds weird, but that's what it looked like to me. Almost like this thing was praying, or at least some sort of stance that you might see in church. I was thinking that this was very odd to see this thing in this position. Then as I got close enough, I noticed it was a dog. It was a very huge dog. It must have been almost as big as me. And as I said, it was kneeling so it wasn't even at its full height. I reckon if I had been standing, it would have been around seven feet tall, if not more. The arms, as I've said, were placed upon its knees. And from my vantage point, I could see that it had absolutely massive paws. Of course, the most important part was the head, very similar to a German shepherd. Actually, it seemed to be just staring. It didn't move. And just for a second, I truly wondered if it was some type of brilliant, elaborate prank, although I could not think for the life of me why. Then, as I drove past it, staring at it, it indeed blinked. You can bet I put my foot down on the gas pedal and shot off like a bat out of hell. I did keep checking in my rearview mirror, and that thing never moved. I for sure believed that it was indeed a dogman. I just have no idea why it was sitting there, in plain sight as if it was waiting for something or someone. I've been back up and down that road several times since, and I haven't seen any trace of it. 
I was hiking on a trail one late evening in Yosemite National Park. I like to hike at night, and it was awesome how the park would remain open for people like me. I decided to go alone this time because I had a lot on my mind, thinking about a new job that was coming up after college. It was September of 2000, and school was all I ever used to do. I never worked because I was so focused on becoming a lawyer. Putting my work into practice was a terrifying idea. I wanted to be ready for it mentally. An exercise helped me with that. So on my hike I went, following trail maps as the night grew dark. Nature was always my go-to for everything throughout my life. I had been hiking for an hour or so, so it was just after 8 p.m. I thought I knew where I was on the map. But up ahead, maybe about 30 feet ahead of me, there was this gate that blocked off a road. The gate had a sign attached to it saying, Danger, no trespassing beyond this point. I had never been this way before, so I was not prepared to see anything about no trespassing. I had to rework my hike so that I could find a safe place to set up camp for the night. So I decided to stop and eat my dinner right there before I turned around and found another spot. As I sat in the twilight, suddenly two bright lights beamed from the trees behind me, shining through some bushes and hitting me so I could see my own shadow on the ground. Before I could turn around, two more shadows of figures appeared on either side of my own. Standing in front of the light were these humanoid-shaped creatures, but it was obvious that their heads were way larger than mine. I didn't understand what I was looking at, and I became petrified. I turned to finally see what was standing over me. About ten feet behind me, these two figures stood under these lights, very tall with long arms and covered what appeared to be gray fur. Their faces were hairless, but humanoid-looking, except there were no ears or noses. They didn't seem angry or anything, which surprised me even more, but their eyes were certainly wide and protruding. They could be mistaken for human eyes, I guess, but far creepier. But both held some sort of weapon which resembled a crossbow. It was modern and medieval all at the same time. Whatever they were, they seemed perfectly content doing nothing but staring into my direction through those strange lights. I heard mumbling noises, not discernible words, and I realized that they were talking quietly to each other, most likely about what to do with me. Things got weirder when one really took notice of me staring back at them. He looked into my eyes with this crazy look. I suddenly felt this dread wash over me. He pointed his weapon directly towards me, while otherwise remaining completely still. The other stood motionless and stared at his partner. The one with the weapon shouted at me in a language that I didn't understand. I just took off running and never looked back. At first, I could hear crackling, then snapping of branches behind me as they followed not too far behind. I assumed they wanted me to go with them when they shouted, but I wasn't interested in finding out. After what felt like miles, I turned to see that they were gone and there was no trace of them or any lights. My stuff was back at that weird spot along with my map, but I was just so happy to get away from them. My heart was pounding and I could feel tears welling up in my eyes, knowing that somehow I got away from something that I would never be able to explain. 
I couldn't comprehend why they weren't chasing me, except that they most likely wanted to do what we all assume aliens want to do, abduct us and perform experiments. After that incident, I stuck to the more populated trails and areas. I never told anyone. I figured no one would ever believe me. I'm not sure what I saw, but I'm convinced it was something supernatural. In the spring of 2015, I visited an area called Lost Creek Wilderness in Colorado, right at the foothills of the Rockies. It's a forested area with several trails that crisscross. The highest peak is called Bison Peak, and it's exactly the kind of small challenge I wanted to give myself. I went there around 11 a.m. to make sure I had the whole day to complete the journey. I had all my supplies in a tent to set up camp when I reached the top. I was always very prepared. I walked up the first trail, which was relatively close to the main road. There was an open field to the other side. At one point, I could see people playing frisbee or picnicking on the ground. I kept going past them and even waved as I turned left up a hillside, overlooking a field. I stood on the edge and looked over for a moment, taking in everyone enjoying the lovely spring weather. The sun was bright enough, even though it wasn't at its highest in the sky. I took a breath, soaking it all in, but suddenly was disturbed by some bushes moving behind me. I turned to check on what it could be, but I didn't see anything. Figuring it was a bird or something small, I decided to continue up to the peak, getting further away from the people as I went. I didn't hear another noise for a half an hour up the trail, which was actually odd. Ever since that rustling sound, I haven't even heard a bird chirp. I kept going, but slower and slower, with my mind racing about what could have scared the birds away. There was a lot of wildlife at Lost Creek, but there was no way an animal like a deer or a bison could have moved that fast through the brush without continuing to make noise. And then there were other things that may or may not live in that forest, but I was sure that along that trail, not only would I be able to spot the threat, but that it would end up being okay. That moment when I began to pick up my pace and let my guard down, something knocked very loudly against a tree behind me. Turning quickly, there was nothing but trees everywhere and the trail was empty. I felt like it became darker because of the canopy of the trees. I couldn't make out anything that could be in them. I was beginning to get spooked, which didn't normally happen to me. I began running up the trail towards the next peak, hoping whatever it was would give up following me and leave me alone. It had tracked me silently from that field into the woods. Was it a person, I thought? Fear and worry clouded my mind, forcing my heart to pound faster with each step upward. I heard loose stones near the trail's edge get kicked and a few were propelled far in front of me. Now whatever it was had to be on the path. It had to be seen. I wished afterwards that I hadn't turned around. The first thing that hit me was the smell of a corpse. Then I could see that it was standing about nine feet tall. It had these claws at the end of its fingers which probably helped it remain hidden from tree to tree as it followed me. Its body was like a shambling skeleton with meat and muscle clinging onto the bone for dear life. It swayed a bit with its head cocked sideways. 
I didn't know what to do except for stare at its skull-like face, gray skin torn and stretched over its beady eyeballs looking down at me. There were tufts of fur in random places with two horns in poor shape, nicked and bent that sat on its head. It began shambling forward with these thin legs and hooves where feet should be. Its mouth was salivating and its nose, which was only two holes in its face, was dripping. It was so gross and horrifying, all I could do was drop all of my things and run. I turned and saw it behind me, wobbling back and forth on all fours trying to catch up, but still fast enough that I couldn't stop even for a breath. Suddenly, I came upon another clearing with some people sitting around a creek and decided that I should run through, hoping not to be followed. Sure enough, after stopping at the creek and turning, this strange horned rotted creature was gone. The people at the creek looked at me hyperventilating and sweating and thought I was on something. I waited there for a while in the grass, afraid to go back for my things. Finally, I ran down to where everything was dropped, and it looked like things were gone through savagely. I grabbed what I could and ran, never going back there again. That was my last hiking trip.